Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to another edition of a live stream show on the John Conn Report. Thanks for joining, tuning in. Don't forget, you can follow us. You can tune into the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on YouTube if you're watching this later. It's part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. As you can see, I am joined once again by the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein. Don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. You can listen to Bram on ESPN 630 in Washington, D.C. So, Bram. I am curious, how do you process Sunday's game now a couple days later? And, you know, we'll get to the Bears game in a few minutes, but how are you processing this now that you've had a chance to think about what happened Sunday and what does it mean? Uh, I mean, obviously, um, tremendous amount of resiliency off of the game against Buffalo. Um, so it was a great bounce back. It's a tough task to ask. Um Frankly, uh, I think if Washington's a wild card that Philadelphia is probably probably the last team they'd want to see, frankly. Um, You know, so I think that's good news. Like, this team really knows how to play against them. Um, They're a very good team. But, um, and I'm, you know, listen, I'm really disappointed they lost. I'm with, uh, that was a tough locker room. It really was. And I've turned the page, like, but, you know, now that we're talking about it, um, that was a tough locker room because, and I was reassured when, you know, Rivera said no moral victories. And I, there wasn't a person in that locker room that was happy that they came back no. and tied it and didn't win. And that's and been the case so in the past. I think, um, you know, like it was a tough one. It was a very tough, tough loss. But, um, but I feel good about a lot of things that happened. And there are obviously a few things that did not go their way. And a couple of players are going to have to be better and to win games like this but i did like the resiliency this is sam sam Howell now that i thought that was his best performance of his young career Thought he was great thought the offensive line was better thought the defense had a little left to be desired but there were some good spots and overall like um i really wish they were three and one right now because i think they'd go on a heater you know like if they had they won that game the other day i think what it also showed to me bram was there's a lot of confidence in this team And that's why I think it stung them so hard because they truly felt like they went toe to toe with what was, what is supposed to be the best team in the NFC East. And I'll say this, like those, the Eagles miss a lot of guys they lost on defense. I, I I don't think that's the same defense they had last year. I think it's going to be a, it could be a problem for them down the road, including when they play down here against these guys, because that team felt like they could go, that they could and went toe to toe and that's why it stung them. So that confidence, I think, is what has helped them recover from the Bills game. I think it's why they'll go out and have a good game Thursday. But that's that's one of the things that stood out to me. It was, and that goes back to what you were saying about how the locker room was, because it was it was tough. It was tough. That's that was one of the tougher ones I've been in for a regular season <laughs> loss. 
It was for me too. I mean, honestly, like, you know, it, it's, it, you know, when I get so emotionally invested in it and to call that, have that happen. And then just, it was just so what a swing. And so it was tough. It was tough to take that as a loss, uh, but I think it's, you know, listen, I want to look on the bright side. It was, it was a very good performance by them. They a lot of fortitude two, two fourth quarter touchdown scoring drives, number of third down conversions, um, doing it in the last two minutes like that. We haven't seen this from a quarterback in a while. He's spreading it around. Like there's no favorites. He's not forcing it to anybody, you know, like uh, there's just a lot of really good things to take from it other than they're two and two. And that's what their record is. So, you know, let's see if they can turn around and get over it and take on a team that has a lot of problems and hopefully take advantage of them on Thursday night. And I think that's putting it lightly, you know? Yeah. And they were in a pretty good spot in the locker room today when we were in there and Ron Rivera said that he felt like he liked how they came in and responded on Monday. So I think that's when one of the things that we talked about this, you know, last year or two years ago about the immaturity of the team. And I think this team is, is different than that. There's still some areas where the discipline needs to be better for, by a lot of players, not by just a couple, but you know, in terms of like rush lanes or this technique, that technique, whatever. But I think overall it's a mature team as far as their approach. And I think that's can, that's what can help them get over a game like that, go out and win a game and maybe get on a little bit of a roll here. Cause you got Atlanta and then the giants up next. Yeah, no, I mean, they have the, the schedule opens up for them. They are going to have to start, you know, getting some wins here pretty soon uh, because the, you know, the back end of the schedule does look very tough. And, you know, like San Francisco looks tough. Dallas twice looks tough. Miami looks tough. I mean, things look, things are going to, you know, things are going to change and we'll see where those teams are when they get there. But it's all reading like they're going to have a very tough hill to climb um, if they don't collect some wins here. And I think that's why this one getting away from them really hurts. Plus, they went toe-to-toe. Any number of plays could have gone their way and they could have won. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I think their effort was outstanding. I thought they played really, really well. Um, but, you know, listen, a loss is a loss. And I'm, I'm with the team here. There's no moral victories. Like, this is year four for Ron Rivera. Uh, this is year four for a lot of the guys on that team now. They don't want to hear it. They're sick of it. And to your point about the professionalism, I noticed this early in training camp, which was actually something I really liked about them. There was a lot of people backslapping everybody and they wanted to throw a parade and everything is new and kind of felt a little bit like, you know, that the season's a success no matter what, because they got what they wanted, new ownership. And, you know, and it was like you couldn't do anything wrong, but they didn't act that way. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they talked about it. They got asked about it all the time. And I think like a lot of them, John Allen, Terry McLaurin, guys who've been around, been leaders on the team, appreciate like kind of the renewed support that was obvious, like from the community and from the fans. But I didn't get anybody's sense like, oh, it's all gravy now. And so this no, started no. for me in the summer where I felt yeah. like this is they got the right attitude about this whole thing. Like they want to win. They think they can win. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I think with to that point, a lot of what they talked about, Bram, was like being excited to play in front of a lot of fans. That was the big thing and how that could help them in some of these games. And it could be the difference between in some games. And maybe that's the difference in a playoff game or be the playoff team and not. So that was the big excitement, but yeah, I mean, they didn't, I don't, I didn't feel like I've always felt like they, they took this, like they need to win. And especially guys like John Allen, Terry McLaurin, who are used to winning that they need to win. And Ron Rivera knows it too. He knows that, you know, so, and that's, that's why, but it, but it goes back to like, I do, I am curious, like on Sam Howell, I mean, I did the whole film breakdown, talked a lot about what he did. Well, he was quicker with the ball. I also like, I'll be honest, man, that Eagles defense needs some shoring up 
And I think they're going to be in trouble when I think, I don't think that was a fluke what this team did to them on offense. Do you? No, no, I don't, um, think you know, but after I'd really, you know, I think sometimes you just get perceptions of teams and um, you know, I watched Philadelphia. I thought there were two things that weren't working for them. Um, part of the thing with the Eagles is their secondary is really beat up. Like yeah. Avante Maddox went out, two of their safeties were out um, last week. Um, you know, Bradbury, I think is not exactly what he was. Josh Job's getting picked on and their linebackers are pretty quick, but not unlike the ones they had last year. They're um, good against the run, not against the pass. Yes. No, they're very fast to the line. They're, they're bees on honey. So they're, they're fast to the line. And then with that front, you know, with that front, um, that's the strength of their defense. Now the interior of their defensive line with these guys um, is the strength. That's why, you know, I actually thought the offensive line played pretty well. I know the sack numbers five, but uh, a few of them came on blitzes. Right, and, right. you know, like, and they do have a very good front. You're not going to win all the time. And I think Washington did about as much as they could really on the ground. It's very tough to run on them now with that front. But I agree. And I saw two things about Philadelphia that I think could be a problem for one for them. And one that either got fixed this weekend or probably will be fixed. Their pass defense and their passing game. Their passing game has been off really probably up until Sunday. But the first three games of the season, if you really watch them, Jalen Hurts was hesitant with the ball. He was taking some sacks. He was a little indecisive. They looked a little bit off. There was, you know, clips of people arguing on the sideline with one another. And then after an argument, they'd like almost purposefully go to these people to try to like make them happy and remind them they're in the offense. Like people forget, and they lost both their coordinators. Like I haven't heard of many teams that just like change their coordinators and everything's fine. And they go 14 and three again. The, what they can lean on though, is their offensive line is two hall of famers and might be the best in the business. Their running game is impossible to stop, stop. I actually think Washington did about as well as they could oh, very well. last weekend against them. And so they can lean on that. They also had been causing a lot of turnovers. So they were getting all these fumbles or getting all these turnovers. They run the ball really well. They build these leads. And I think it masked a lot of the issues that mm -hmm. they're actually dealing with. Like if you go watch that Minnesota game that they played, they got five fumbles. Um, like they had a huge and lead. They had to hold on one to by six because their yeah. pass defense can't cover anybody. That, and that's why I think like, so does it change your perception maybe of how this team fits into the NFC East? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, before the season picked Dallas to win the division, because I think Dallas has more playmakers on their defense, which has played out that way this year. And I think it's just hard to replicate 14 and three and new coordinators. But I do think that and I said this at the beginning of the season, I think three teams out of the NFC East are going to the playoffs again, and I think we know which three of those are. I don't know what order the you're division still high is going on Daniel to be Jones in. Then, huh? Yeah, I don't know what order the division is going to go in. <laughs> um, I still think Dallas is probably going to win it because I think they flipped too many games with their defensive playmakers, but Philadelphia hadn't lost yet. you know. So until they do, and they do have like of teams that have certainties, their run game is a certainty. So right, it's right. very difficult to beat them when they get turnovers and start running the ball on you, especially if you don't have a good front, you will get run over by them. So they're difficult to deal with. But, um, you know, I do feel like seeing this this last week, one, makes the Buffalo game feel more like a one-off, which hopefully it is, that they just well, had one of those games unraveled on them. Look um, at Miami, what happened to them against the Bills. I mean, here's a team that, you know, they've trailed going into the fourth quarter all four games. They won two of them and went to overtime and another one. Two of them were on the road. So it ought to tell you, like, what this team is made up of. Can they keep doing it? Are they their own worst enemy at times? Are they still kind of learning on the job both sides of the ball now? So, like, I feel like there's a more secure – if you're Philadelphia or Dallas, I think you get a more certainty of consistency of play, right, right. which is what I've not seen from Washington yet and I didn't right. expect to see. 
But I think I felt this way from the get-go. If they can get through the first half of the season, the schedule lines up for them to be 500 or around it or hopefully a little bit better. Let's see where the offense is when it turns the corner, right? Because I want to see where that is. And then defensively, frankly, I have a very hard time believing that this team's going to keep giving up this many points. They will shore it up. And people forget this about them. This has happened three years in a row. It's not just the offense that starts slow. The defense started slow last year, too. It takes a few weeks for them to typically come around, and I think they're going to be better than this, but there's a lot of work on that side of the ball. And frankly, off of Sunday, um, I got worried about Forbes, and I think for good reason I got very worried about Forbes over the weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask about is the defense. And, and you're right, they started slow. However, we heard all offseason and all summer, or yeah, all summer about how, oh, we can't start slow, we can't start slow, and they're doing the same thing again. So how much do you think it is the defense? Because when you look at that game, one guy was involved in, all the, in a lot of those big plays that they allowed. Those big plays yeah. cost them the game. So how much of it is a defense struggling versus a young corner or so, even because he hasn't been the only guy that's messed up. So I don't want to just put everything on all the struggles on him because against Buffalo in the fourth quarter and against Denver wasn't yeah. all on him. So no, no, know, no, so no, hard, it wasn't. So and your, I don't like so, the, I'm like you, I don't want to put a loss on one guy. Like I don't, no, I don't no, think it's fair, no. but he was, I think the one thing I'll say though, is where this defense, when this deep, when he gets better, this defense gets a lot better because yes. then he becomes the guy that they needed and you know and it does take a minute to get there and and so you know but i am curious from your end what's your are you concerned like yeah we've seen him turn around but they can't keep falling back on that so what's your level of concern with them um you know with forbes specifically uh there was one thing that actually really there was the one thing that i want to see change for him and that is because he's going to get beat especially by top five receivers like aj brown like i'm I, I get it. Like, you're not going to win all that all the time. Um, but go look at the 59-yard touchdown reception. After after Brown makes the play and starts, you know, navigating through the middle of the field, Forbes isn't really running him down. And that was the part of it, actually, that really got me a little bit in watching it because it's – I don't want this kid's confidence to be completely shaken. And I think, like, when you heard about Kendall Fuller going up to talk to him and Benjamin St. Juice going up to talk to him and Ron Rivera multiple times going up to talk to him, it reads to me like this is an uber competent kid that has not had days like this very often, no. you know, and we need him to keep his confidence up. But they, they, I mean, they foreshadowed this, John, like last week going into the game when it was like, hey, he only played 40% of the plays against Buffalo. What's up with that? And Rivera revealed, because he's very honest about all this stuff. We're talking to him about his technique. We're talking to him about his footwork. We're talking to him about a lot of things. And he's learning, and we want him to get better. Well, okay, learning and technique and getting into the NFL game, the NFL speed, understanding the route concepts, like, I'm all for that. What I can't have happen with him is see him lose his confidence. And so hopefully – that he takes a page from Sam Howell and just 
it's over, flush it, get to the next game. This is a different team. That's a very good receiver, DJ Moore over there. And how many times you're going to see yeah. him on your side of the field? That's a very, very good high-end wide receiver you're about to see. I know the Bears record is what it is, but Justin Fields just threw for 335. So they're not scared to throw the ball. So I want to see his confidence come back up. It was a rough game for him. Overall, it's not just his fault. Like I said this about the Buffalo game. I didn't love the defensive lines play in the Buffalo game. I thought they were a little bit better against Philadelphia, but I think they're at times a couple games. They flipped a couple of games. Yeah, they did not against contenders. They didn't. So it's not just one guy. He was picked on. He had a really rough game. I'll be watching for his confidence. That's what I want to see. I want to see him bounce back, play better. Everybody has bad games. I saw a bad one from Hal the week before, and look what he did a week later. So hopefully Forbes gets his confidence back, and you know we don't have an ongoing issue with him because if there is one, there will be a problem. Yeah, and I don't, I don't worry about his confidence. I, the one thing, two things that incur like, – that I, that you always look for is like, how does a guy respond to that? Even with the media, how are they with us? And after the game, he like, he sat his locker, he waited, he knew, he knew we were coming and he answered all the questions. And I, I respect that for a young kid. Now they are paid. This is part of their job. Like it's in their contract after games, you, you talk to the media, right? But there are other guys who would duck out. And so I always, I respect that. And then he talked again today that just as much because he didn't have to do that right you know he could have just stayed in the shower he could have gone to the trainers yeah. or whatever he did it again and i think that's all part of the maturation process i think he'll learn like little things and i know other players went up to him and talked to him about like for example the the um the double the double move for the touchdown first of all if the eagles lose the eagles deserve to get ripped for that call like you gave the ball back to these guys. You're in field goal range. You can pick up five yards. But the other thing that Forbes was told too, um, one of the players told me is that, that he told him like, listen, in that situation, they're, you know, let them, you know, don't, you don't need to be aggressive. Let them have the five yards. Right. And, and so like, understand. I mean, this is, this is a no win situation on that play. It was second and four. They get a first down, they bleed the clock and beat you. You get beat on a move. It's yeah. a touchdown. They gave him the ball back. Yeah, I mean, either is, way. The point is, the point yeah. is know the distant down and distant situation there. You know, you can give that up at the expense of, because what if it's a different game where you have the lead and you're trying to protect it, understand the situation, but that's part of the growth process. And now in the end, like they knew when they get, when the Eagles scored, they knew it gave them a chance. They, they, I think they felt like they were done. So, but that's just all part of it. But I like that he answered the questions after the game. He answered again today. I think he's a, I think he's a mature kid. I think that will help. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and you know, like, listen, like the last two weeks they have played two teams that might be in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know, like, I, I want to take that into account. Same, I want to go back to this. There's no moral victories here, but they did play two very, very good high-level teams. Um, Jalen Hurts is 21-1 and one in his last 22 regular season games. We know what the one is, and it really should have been 20-2. and two, You know, right. so, like, you know, frankly, like, I thought last week was good, but there are moments for sure. And, um, you know, I, I, I do want to see a little bit more from the defensive line collectively, frankly. I mean, I don't just think this is Forbes. I think this is two weeks in a row where, okay, if we are going to just not just go toe-to-toe with teams like this, you need your best players to stand up and stand out. And that is our defensive line. So I thought Chase Young played pretty well. I thought Allen was more active than he was against Buffalo. Um, 
I didn't call Payne's name a lot, you know, the other day, although he is very disruptive and seems to be finding a lot of double teams. And, you know, Montez hadn't had a, he had a couple sacks first couple of weeks. He hasn't had one the last two weeks against the good team. So, you know, we talked about him finishing. It is time for that front four to step up and start to carry the team again. Well, I think what they need is some game-changing plays. Yes. And I think that's what we haven't seen. And Chase is coming close to those. Like He's going to – we all know that sometimes Chase is going to get out of his lane. And we all know that he's got to – like there are some times where he's got to let John Allen – he's got to let him know, hey, I'm doing this. So that way when he does that, Allen can react accordingly. Because when you're playing these mobile quarterbacks, if you're not in sync with them, that's how they get outside the pocket. And that's how Justin Fields last year against this team got outside the pocket because a rush lane was blown. So you can't yeah. have that. You can't have that situation, but the guys making plays and it's not just him like Deron Payne and those guys, like on the left side, there are a couple of times where you have two guys in one, in one lane. I'm like, that's not, you know, that's not right. So you've got to you, against this guy, you got to be more disciplined and um, but I do think that Chase is close to making some game changing plays. And I do believe I do believe like, you know, like guys like Emmanuel Forbes, those guys like they make plays in these kind of games. Like you had this bad game, you know, the Bears are going to throw the ball a little bit at him and you have a chance to go make a play. And would it surprise you if the narrative after the game is like, oh, he had a pick six? I mean, I hope so. I mean, that, that's what I hope to see. You know, I am, you know, a lot of people are writing about all the points they're giving up. I am surprised by yeah, how many points bad. they've given up here. I'm very surprised by this. And the explosive plays are surprising. Like, I came into the season very bullish about the defense, not just because they got, you know, Chase Young back and they have that front four together and Allen and Payne just look like a dominant duo at times coming into the season. So we know what we got there. But the back end is so fast. And... I don't see that speed, you know, in the games all as often as I thought I would. I thought I would see much more flashing burgundy bodies coming in and out of these routes. And I haven't seen as much of it yet. So it's taken a little time again to get everybody back on the same page. Cam Curl, I thought, played, by the way, very well the other day. He was he was outstanding um, the other day. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of impact plays from Derek Forrest yet, which yeah. is semi-surprising. That hasn't really happened. Kendall Fuller's had a very nice season um, so far, uh, but, and the linebackers are at times, I saw a lot of people write about Cody Barton here. I thought that was Cody Barton's best game actually the other day. Like I, I hear you on the earlier parts of the season that there was some, there was some work to be done with him, but like, I actually thought he played relatively well. And I think the, you know, they held the Eagles to about a hundred yards rushing, which is 85 below their average and their per carry average was about almost three yards below what they'd had the first few weeks of the season. And that was a lot of Barton. DeAndre Swift's longest. Davis, a lot of Barton. Like, so yeah. I, I don't think the defense on the whole played bad, but the explosive plays killed them. Absolutely well, killed them. Here's a number for the explosive play. So they've already allowed 11 pass plays for 25 yards or more. Last year in the final eight games, they allowed 11 pass plays or 20, of 25 yeah. yards or more. So eight games. Now we're in the fourth year. They started off like this too. It's always the big plays. And that's where, that's why like, that's where Forbes gets And that's not all the big plays are on him. Now we saw one against Denver, but there were some other ones where it's like somebody else is mistake with a mistake, another young guy, whether it's a Derek force or someone else. And, you know, but in obviously in this game, he was a culprit. And, but, but again, the big plays, the explosive plays are really, really hurting them right now because that's yeah. the difference with them being a really good defense and not.
I mean, but think about the next five. Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Philly, New England. Chicago, Atlanta, New York, New England. I'll tell you what, John. Like, if the big plays are continuing against those teams, we actually have a real problem here. Like, at least this was against Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, or even to some level, Russ and Jerry Judy and then Marvin Mims. Okay, like, things are going to happen. It can't against that Giants offense. It shouldn't happen against the the Bears offense, really, or, or it should be limited. Atlanta has shown no propensity to do anything like that to this point. New England has shown no propensity to do anything to this point. I know some of these games are a few weeks away, but that's when I'm going to get worried. If these explosive plays are happening against teams that don't really show the propensity to complete big plays like that, that's where we really have a problem. Yeah, well, I guess so. you're not trusting Danny Dimes. He's going to turn into a Heisman contender again against these guys. I get worried about him when he keeps the ball and runs around the edge. Every Everything else that's he does, right. I never get overly concerned about but, it. <laughs> but that's where, like, that's where Thursday night is the big concern with Fields. Yes, and, of course. And, like, the yes. one thing that the Bears started to do, and I haven't got, I don't know how much, if you've had a chance to watch the Broncos game. I actually was watching the Bears Sunday morning because I like to watch, I like to get ahead Sunday morning when we're on the road, get a chance to watch some. Like, my God, they're a mess. Like, how is this team scoring any points? And then they go out and hang up 28. Then I watched some of that game and I realized, like, God, the Broncos' defense is horrible. But what they also started to do is incorporate Justin Fields' legs, and I'm going to guess they're going to do a little bit more of that on Thursday because they need to, because that's when he's dangerous. And, you know, yeah. they also, like, they use a tight end a lot, Cole Komet. And yes. Mooney and Moore are, are legitimate threats. Now, how great a duo they are? They're legitimate threats. And so, and Fields can get the ball to them if you get beat on a double move. So there are some things to worry about, but to me, it all starts with Fields' legs, and that's where I would have the big concern. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, we we open this by talking about, like, how what's the team's mood, how they look in, how they feel in, you know, what are they talking about? Did they get over it? It's a short week, turn around. The Bears are 0-4 and just blew a 21-point lead at home to – a not good team who had 70 scored on them. Like, like, what are they thinking right now? You know, like, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm, there's part of me that hopes they're checked out when they get here. I would never expect any NFL team to be that way, but considering the circumstances, like, what are they talking oh, about this week? Listen, so who knows? Listen, you have a defensive coordinator who, who, who resigned under weird, you know, still unknown circumstances, Right. And there's a lot of stuff that came out with that. And then you have a head coach who's getting destroyed there. Like, and it's funny because Bram being on this in, in the media, when all this stuff started happening with the bears, we, we kind of looked in the media room. It's like, can you believe this isn't us that has to write this stuff? You know, it's so crazy. Like uh, your colleague, Courtney Cronin, who covers the bears for ESPN mm -hmm. came on my radio show today. And I, I started with like a year ago is when the ESPN report dropped it was a bomb right it was the latest bomb and there al michaels went on the air that night and yeah. literally said the owners would like him to sell the team it was the first like prominent person that's kind of in the league that said it you know nationally said it and everything you know happened since and in a, a year later they're us like the yeah. shoe is on the other foot like and i was talking to courtney about it i'm like your defensive coordinator Fields, the Claypool situation, the coaches oh, yeah. getting killed. They don't know where their stadium's going to be. Everyone's screaming and yelling about everything. Some of the moves they've made make no sense. Like, 
they have become us in a year. It's crazy, really. <laughs> well, it is. and But it also tells you, like, listen, this goes into bigger discussion on Josh Harris and how he's settled this franchise and just the difference it's made. And, like, we haven't, like, by this point last year, we probably would have already asked Terry McLaurin or someone else, like, hey, about this story. What do you yeah. think? How does it affect you guys? We're not the biggest thing we're asking Terry McLaurin is about like, hey, what kind of coverage was it? Why was Sam Howell better this week? Why, why, you know, like with Rivera, the biggest decisions like, are you going to change the, the the long snapper? You know, now the other part could have been, do you go for two? I think that's still a slight topic, but but again, but the point is, it's all football stuff. It's yeah. all football stuff. It's I wanted refreshing. them to. I don't know where you were on it. I wanted them to do it. I know it's easy to say in hindsight now, but. I, I, I wanted him to do it on the road, on the road scored. They got all the momentum. Go for it. That was, that was my feeling on it in the booth at the time. I felt that way, but you know, listen, I don't, I don't blame them for sending yeah. it to overtime and hindsight. Who knows? It might've failed, you know, and then yeah, you're and 31 to 30 and you get killed if they, if it fails, but me at the time, I would have gone for it. I, I was okay with them not going for it. I would, I honestly, I don't want to sound like a fence splitter, but if they had gone for it, like that's fine. But I, but I didn't mind. Like even in talking to some players, they're pretty mixed on it. Like they didn't. Nobody. I haven't talked to anybody who was like firmly like we should have gone for. It. We were telling them to blah blah. I didn't talk to anybody like that. They were like, yeah, you know, we, we felt like this. But the other thing somebody else pointed out to me, Bram, was because of the new, you know, the, with the overtime rules, that more games are ending in ties, and they not that they played for a tie, but that. I think they'd rather go into overtime and try and, and try and win in overtime. And if you tie, you tie. Um, and that, that tie, like last year, the tie would have helped them if they win one more game, they're in the playoffs. You know, they have nine wins. Detroit has nine wins. They got the tie they're in the playoffs. So, you know, like, so I think that's, that was one thought, but I don't, I didn't sense a big, I'm pissed that we didn't go for it. Anything like that. So, you know, and again, you had, you had the ball in overtime. So, you know, if they'd gone for it, then that's fine. But he did go for it in the fourth down early in the game on the first drive where I felt like he needed to, um, yeah. but I didn't ha I did not have a huge problem with them not going. Let me get you this question. Nathaniel asks two and two. It's uh, where you, where I thought we would be. Do you think where we need to be at week four? So I think you're where you need to be. We're seeing what Sam Howell can do. You've seen a lot of good flashes from him, some good games. I think you can be very encouraged by him. They're not where they need to be on defense. That's my concern. But I still, I like where the team I think is going um, at this point. I think they're, I think what Howell has shown has been pretty good in for three of the four games. So that's, yeah. that's what I think. I think the, the big bet of the season was Hal. I think he's passed so far. Um, he did have a bad game, but he had one bad game. Um, defensively, I think this team needs to be better, still needs yep. to be led by them. And I'm hoping they will improve because they've done so in the past. We all have short memories. They they had they struggled early in the season against Detroit. They struggled early in the season against Philadelphia last year. Like, hopefully, um, you know, benefit of the doubt and just recent history, they'll get better. Um, frankly, I thought the interior offensive line probably had its best game this past week, and that was a big test. Yeah, that, they that was had. a good that was a it good was a, front it was there a, just a better, yep. I thought it was a better test for what they had. Yep, yep. So, you know, can this offensive line, I think I said this from the get-go, can this offensive line be adequate? And there was times here earlier in the season that I don't think they were adequate enough to be good enough. The other thing that's developed here that I really, really, really like is Brian Robinson's turning into a better back than I thought he was going to be. And I thought he was going to be good, but I wasn't sure he was going to be potentially dominant. 
And there are signs with him that it's developing really fast. And I love what I see. And my producer always laughs about it. He names like players on the team. He calls power rankings, people rising up the power rankings. And he's like, B Rob is shooting way up. And I, he's becoming yeah. very quickly. One of my favorite players on the team to watch, to call his games. He runs with such violence. He, every play seems to matter to him. He is a finisher for them. And now all of a sudden he's got a second cut in his game. His vision has changed. He's able to make himself small at times. You know, I thought he was like a really good singles doubles hitter. I'm starting to feel like there's more there. And that's a really good sign to me too. So I knew this was going to take, this is going to go slowly. I wanted to be apprehensive because of how I didn't know what we were going to get. You know, like I liked what I saw, but I didn't know what we were going to get. And now I'm starting to feel pretty good. So two and two, having played Buffalo and Philadelphia and one of them in Philadelphia sounds about right to me. Yeah. Now we hit the part of the schedule where they better win more than they lose, or we can have a different conversation in a few weeks. Listen again for this, for again, you're right. No moral victories, but if you, if you're able to build on that game, you know, it can, you know, can you build confidence off because you just, how you thought you should have won that game? Well, then we see it in the next few games, but to, to the other part, the one, the one big concern is, Kid Sam Howell's been sacked 24 times. This yes. can, you know, for whatever reason, wherever the blame is, the number is what it is. And that's really hard for a quarterback to sustain. And shout out to all the Howellians who were in who were in on him um last year. So hat tip to you fellas, you folks. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's been pretty good. Yeah, listen, uh, the kid, I, know, there's I, a lot to like about him. A lot. There is a lot to like here. I mean. I think they're in a tough spot in a very tough division, but I think that they, I think I get the sense that this is a very professional team. One that's a little different. That's been in the past. I think this is a team that feels like it can win. Um, the competitive juices are flowing. They play hard for this coaching staff and I'm hoping it's going to get better. And this was only been four games of Hal at quarterback, four games with EB as the coordinator. Even Hal said today, I thought it was a very interesting thing. He just kind of blurted out, like we're getting used to EB calling the games. And there have been times where, you know, all of a sudden, like, they've gotten very pass heavy. Like, so I think that there's some feel that's being worked out by the new coordinator, too. So this oh, is absolutely. all a little bit of a work in progress. We know what their weaknesses are. I think we're seeing that their strengths might be greater than some of the, you know, than some of the assets that we thought that they were. And so I feel really good about this. But I do think they have to win Thursday night. Like, I hate oh, saying that publicly, but I really percent. do think they have to win against an 0-4 team at home on a quick turnaround. I don't care what days ago. There is That's a must. No doubt. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. There is absolutely no doubt. And at worst, you have to split the next two at worst. And I think they're there for you, but it starts with Thursday. If you go out there and you lay an egg, then any positive encouraging signs from Sunday are wiped out. You know, I agree. Like just, so, but, and you know, and again, I'm, I'm tired of the measuring stick talk and all that, but like where you measure yourself is not just against the good teams. It's Thursday night. Cause if you go out there and you handle your business, then you go out there and you have a, a solid win and that's what they need to do. And, and that's when you can start to build off of something. It's like, okay, there's something going on here. I think they do feel like they can be better with them than what they have been. I mean, I think they genuinely feel confident in who they could be. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but they got to show it now. And the next few weeks, they have opportunities against teams in a couple of cases um, that are struggling. So the Bears, the Giants, 
You know, by the time they get to the Giants, the Giants could be one in five, you know, because they got Miami and Buffalo next. So that by the time they get to them, that could be their record. So they got to take some, they got to take advantage of some opportunities here, really. And this is the time. Now, this is the part of the schedule where they had to start winning. They typically do around this time of the schedule anyway. But this is this is it now, because once we get to Thanksgiving and it's Dallas, Miami, Dallas again, San Francisco, see what the Jets are, see what the Rams Rams look more competitive than I think we thought they were going to be. We don't know what they're going to be. Like the schedule looks very hard at the end of the season right now. It's set up to be very difficult. We can't be begging for wins at that point. They gotta, they gotta get some now where the where the schedule has opened up for them with teams that are either struggling to get out of the gate or a team like Atlanta that'll be a very good, you know, measuring stick for them. They're in the same boat. Like, could they win their division? Sure. Could they end up as a wild card? Sure. So I think it, you know, these next couple of weeks, this one's a must Thursday night. And then next week. Maybe we get Heineke. We find out where we are. <laughs> oh, I was, that's what I've been waiting to say. You know that he's going to play in that game. Dying it's, for it, too. I'm dying for it, too. Just, just as the fan of a good story, man, we've got to see him play us. Uh, it's got to happen. So Yeah, no, I think, there's, I think there's some encouraging signs that have been going on here, but the defense has to, for them to take that step, it's funny because I would have said, you know, the offense has to, has to play better, but now it's the other way around, that the offense is showing signs in some in three of these games and the defense has to become more consistent but we'll see i do think it's going to be an interesting game well, i don't know about interesting game it shouldn't be an interesting game thursday night take care of business get to 3 and 2 build some positive vibes for two road games coming up and then build some momentum so bram thanks a lot for coming on thanks everybody for joining us and throwing out your comments out there and just being part of the part of the episode really appreciate it I'll be back on, I don't know if it's Wednesday night, Thursday morning with my keys and prediction prediction for the Bears game. And then Friday morning, Bram and I will talk about the Bears game. Get that out for you that afternoon. And so I'll talk to you next time.